You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. God is good. God is good. This life that we're living today is not an easy life. How many of you, two years ago, were sitting on your porch with your cup of coffee thinking, I just can't wait for a pandemic to hit? (laughs) Man, I can't wait to be stuck with that toilet paper. Remember all the weird things that we lost during the pandemic? I remember going into Walmart with, you know, my triple layer mask on and looking for Heinz ketchup. Who would have known that there would be a run on Heinz ketchup? That made no sense to me. Um, The toilet paper, maybe I can figure that one out. But so many things that we couldn't find. And it was like, ah, what am I going to do? I wish I knew how to get through this pandemic. I wish I knew what God's word was given to us to guide us, to lead us. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, in Matthew chapter 5, I'm sorry, in Matthew chapter 5, we are given the Sermon on the the Mount. It is what Jesus spoke to his believers, laying the foundation for our lives, for the lives then and for all the lives in the future. It was our guidebook, our words to know how to live through anything, through everything. We're beginning a series called Problem with Jesus. Jesus has a problem? There's a problem with Jesus? Yeah, there's a problem with Jesus. It's not that Jesus has the problem. It's not that the problem is with Jesus. It's that the problem is with me and how I relate to him. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, beginning with verse 16, God's word says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine that others will see your good deeds. That's a great verse. That is something for us to work towards to attain. And when I read that verse, I look at it and I think, yeah, yeah, I want my light to shine so others will see Jesus in me. Have you ever thought that? Has that ever been your your thought when you wake up in the morning? Jesus, let my light shine today so others see you in me. It is a great way to begin your day. It's a great path to follow each day. I want my light to shine before the world, before those that I come in contact, that others will see you, Jesus, that they will see the light shining. And then I hear the angels singing in the background, and I see this wonderful day planned before me. I see nothing going wrong. I see everything happening the way I anticipate, the way I want it. I see the blessings of God just flowing from me and his light coming out of me. But in reality, that is not how life is. Because the scripture goes on to say, in verse 43, you have heard that it was said, 
love your neighbor and hate your enemy. It's easy to do. Love my neighbor, hate my enemy. I still hear those angels singing in the background. But I tell you, and this is Jesus speaking here, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are you not even, are you not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The world and our culture's approach to life today is love your, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Everything we do, love your neighbor but hate your enemy. We see t-shirts, we see billboards, we see commercials, we see TV shows, we see movies, music, everything that says, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. That's a very good thing. That's a very good thing to love your neighbor. God's word tells us to love our neighbor. But we also hear, but hate your enemy. Who is my enemy? I grew up in Irwin, North Huntington. My enemy. Hmm. Who was my enemy? This is a good area in which to live. Good people. As long as you're in Irwin, North Huntington. But if you go a little bit beyond that, into Hemfield, Yawk, East Allegheny, they were our rivals. I, to this day, I still struggle with when people say, I say to them, where did you grow up? Because I love to hear people's history. And they say, oh, I grew up in Hemfield. Oh, <laughs> Hemfield. Can I tell you something? Norwin's better. Can I tell you what our average IQ is in Norwin? Can I tell you what the success rate is of those people who graduate from Norwin? Norwin is good. Hemfield, East Allegheny, Yawk, and all the others. Bad, bad, bad. Now, you and I both know that's a silly rivalry. But it's something that was instilled in me very young. In the United States, quite often we believe that our neighbors are all U.S. and our enemy is anyone else. I am a very patriotic person. I still tear up when I hear the national anthem. When I see the flag going by in a parade, my father taught me that when the flag comes by in a parade, I stand up, my hand goes over my heart. Why? People fought for it. I believe in that. I believe in that. And that's a very good thing, except when we take it to the extreme that it's only U.S. and there can be nobody as good as American citizens and that there can be no one who reaches our level. God's word tells us to love our enemies just as our neighbors. I love a good rivalry. I really do love a good rivalry. Um, a year and a half ago, my sister, uh, who lives in Missouri, had her hip replaced. 
And that's a painful surgery, and she's older than I am, much, much, much older than I am. I'm the baby of the family, and she is a lot older than me. She's old. Um, but she had her hip replaced. When she had her hip replaced, um, my other sister, who's older than I am also, not quite as much, but she's still a good bit older than me, the two of them thought it would be a good idea if all three of us got together. And so Judy and I traveled to Missouri to help Kathy as she was recovering from her hip surgery. Now, I don't know what it is, but in my personality, there's something that says everything in life must be an adventure, and everything in life must be a race. Everything in life is something to attain to, to keep... How many of you try to beat the GPS? Oh, come on, you know you do. You know you do. I, I, it's not a successful trip if I haven't knocked 10 minutes off that. I was driving back from Chambersburg last night, and I thought, oh, I can beat this. I know I can beat this. I know better than the GPS. I love a good rivalry. Well, while Kathy was recovering from her hip surgery, um, she had to wear compression nylons in each leg during the day. At night, she had to take them off. They're not easy to take off. So, this is what we did for a week. Every single night, Kathy would sit in her chair, Judy would get one leg, I would get the other, and we would have a race to see who could get the compression nylon off the quickest. I want to tell you, you think that's funny? I won. I won. I am the champ at pulling off compression nylons. Just, I know how to do it. I just ripped that baby off. I didn't care what it did to her hip. I won. That was the important thing. I love a good rivalry. I love it. But rivalry cannot supersede God's word that tells me to love my enemies. Matthew tells us here, love our enemies. That's counter to everything that's within me. How can I succeed if I love my enemy? How can I be a winner if I love my enemy? How can I get ahead if I wish the best for my enemy? My enemies get great delight in my demise. They get great delight when I fail. So why can't I get delight when they fail? And then God's word goes on to say here that not only am I to love them, but I am to pray for those who persecute me. What? Pray for them? Are you kidding me? Those who hurt me? Those who want bad for me? I am to pray for them? How do you feel about hearing some good juicy gossip? Do you like good juicy gossip? Okay, I'm going to be really transparent with you for a couple minutes. I love hearing good juicy gossip. There's something in me that says, yeah, I knew they were bad. Yeah, they had it coming to them. Yeah, they deserved that. I knew way back when that they were bad. It's counter what the Spirit in me, the Holy Spirit in me says. So when you come up to me with some really good juicy gossip, Sharon in me says, yeah, I want to hear it. 
But the Holy Spirit in me says, stop, stop. That's not good. That will not benefit you spiritually. It will not benefit you in your relationships. It will not even benefit you physically. When you listen to gossip, when you listen to dirt on someone else, it, please get this, this is very important, it forever changes your perspective of their life. It will forever change your perspective. Because you can say, well, I knew them when they were doing all that gossipy stuff. And look how far they've come. But forever in your mind, you will remember the bad. As a kid, I was, um, the way they put it was full of life. I enjoyed, I still have a problem sitting still. I enjoy doing things a lot, all the time. Climbing trees. I still do it. I just, I have a lot of energy. I'm 43 years old. I have a lot of energy. Okay. I occasionally stretch the truth just a little bit. I'm not 43, 53, okay? I'll, we'll go with that one. Um, But because I had a lot of energy and my mind was always going, I was always thinking of things that could be done and what could, and they weren't destructive things. One time I went into a fabric store and all that thread, so gorgeous, and all lined up according to the color flow. It was beautiful, but I noticed something. When someone had put it back, they put it in the wrong slots. Now, along with being a little bit hyper, um, I also have a little bit of OCD, so the numbers have to be in the right place. Colors must be exactly where they belong. It's not OCD, it's CDO, because it has to be in alphabetic order, okay? You got it? So, I went into this fabric store, and I grabbed, I began to pick them up, look at the numbers, and put them in the right slot, one by one. Such peace, such wonderful. It just felt so good. Until the lady who worked in there, now she could have been arrested for this today, she came over and slapped my hand. Exactly, that's what I say. How could you? I was doing your job for you, and you slapped my hand. But see, people didn't realize when I was a kid that sometimes my actions and my activities weren't meant to be destructive. They were meant to be good. They were meant to help. And sometimes people misunderstood what was going on inside of me and simply said, oh, you're just full of life. And I recall about 20 years ago when I met a cousin who was much older than I am, or was, and said, um, oh yeah, Sharon, when you were a kid, you just were constantly getting into things. Now, at that point in time, I was an adult. That should have been something that just kind of ignored. But that has stuck with me 20 years later. Her perspective of what she thought I was hurt me. 
bothered me. Now I've had to forget about it and, you know, I don't even remember it. Haha. <laughs> but the thing is that when you listen to what someone else says about someone else, even if it's true, I don't care. Even if it's true, it sets up a perspective in your spirit that you will never be able to get over. And it is a form of not loving your enemy. I knew that was true about them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because, see, Jesus sees in them incredible good, just like he sees in you. I don't want everybody to know my issues. I don't want everybody to know the things that I do wrong. I don't want everybody to know that if you're driving 70 miles an hour on the exit and New Stanton, those little yellow things that sit up, they go right down again and come right back up. I'm telling you, and they leave a mark on your car. I don't want everybody to know that because I experienced it. And I was incredibly upset with myself and embarrassed. And the first person I told, I said, don't tell Nick. I don't want him to know I did something so stupid. Now, I share that with you. But I'm not going to share with you the real things that I don't want people to know. And I don't want you sharing with people the real things in my life that are issues and problems. Because when you do that, you're showing that you don't love me. And when I listen to garbage about people, I'm showing them that I don't love them. And when I speak words of garbage, even if it's true, even if there's an ounce of truth in it, I'm not loving them. God's word says, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Today, who is your enemy? Oh, the Taliban. Taliban's my enemy. Communists. We can go right down the line with all these political. But I want to bring it down to where you are today. Who is your enemy? Think real quick. Just one person who pops in your head that you think, man, I can't stand to be around them. Man, that annoys me when I talk to them. Man, that's... I'll walk across the street to avoid them. Or if I see them in the mall, I'll slip into another store. Now, I'm not talking about that chatty person that you can't get away with, get away from. I'm talking about the one that just, in your spirit, you just <clears throat> don't like them. In my way of being raised... We were not allowed to speak nasty words, mean words, swearing, nothing like that. So if somebody comes into my life that really is <clears throat> my word for them, I have two words. And if you ever call, catch me calling somebody this, you know, oh boy, they really rubbed her wrong. Idiot and jerk. Those are, that's like... <clears throat> so who in my life 
do I classify as an idiot or a jerk? How about you? That's who God wants you to show extra love to. That's who God wants you to pray for. Anybody can love their neighbor. Anybody can love the one who is lovable to them. But the problem with Jesus is he says to us, love the ones that are unlovely. Love the ones who don't show you love. Love the ones who are difficult. Romans chapter 12, verses 14 and 17 through 20 says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will be heaping burning coals on his head. So what is the result of loving your enemy, of praying for the one that persecutes you? Something will happen on many levels in your life. Your whole perspective changes. You see your enemy as a real person. Emotionally, you can release the hatred in your spirit. And I said the word hatred. Oh, but you don't understand. I've been a Christian since I was six years old. I don't have any hate in my life. Just don't cut me off when I'm driving. Just don't say anything nasty about one of my kids. Because I'll take you down for that one. I'm a mama bear. But when I begin to pray for the one who has done that, it changes something in me. Emotionally, I can release that hatred in my spirit. Physically, you are better. And spiritually, you have found a way to grow and mature. This is not something that happens easily. This is not something that I can say, today I will love my enemy and from this point forward that will happen. It is something that takes practice. It is something that I must develop. It is something that I must allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life. And so, I'm going to ask you today to think once again of that one person, or maybe there are two or three in your life, that you know, nobody else may know it, but you know is that enemy to your spirit that is that enemy to who you are. And I'm going to ask you, this is hard. This is not something that's easy for me. But I'm going to ask you today to pray for them and ask God to bless them. I'm going to ask you tomorrow morning when you get up, 
to once again pray for them and ask God to bless them. Every day this week, it doesn't have to be a long prayer. It doesn't have to be something where you're in tears. It simply needs to be something that is sincere. God, in spite of what I feel, bless them. In spite of what I think, bless them. Do good. Do good to them. Because as you begin to do that, the Holy Spirit is going to do something in you. And as you begin to do that, the Holy Spirit in you is going to minister to them so that they, they will see the light of Jesus in your life. Lord, let others see your light in my life. Will you stand with me? And we're just going to pray a real brief prayer before the worship team closes us out. But in your spirit right now, identify that person or persons. And let's pray right now that God will bless them and that your light will be something that brings them to Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you. I thank you because you loved me when I was unlovable. You loved me and continue to love me in spite of those issues in my life. God, I bring this to you now and I pray for your blessing upon that person. God, that one that I feel is my enemy, bless, Lord. Bring good into that life. Let your light shine through me to draw them to you. We praise you and thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Nick Poole, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 